Welcome to another exciting edition of Playcube Gamecast. We're going way back for this one to explore the rise and subsequent fall of Detective Cole Phelps as he makes his way through the ranks of LAPD in 1947. There will be murder, there will be drugs, there will be wild accusations. So put on your trench coat and fedora and travel back with us as we explore Hollywood's golden age. <laughs> Cube Gamecast. I'm your host, Chase. I'm your host, Jimmy. Today we're talking about L.A. Noir. We're going way back for this one, back to 1947. Back to the end of the World War II. The WW2. <laughs> yeah, we're following main character Cole Phelps, a survivor of that World War II. Cole Jimmy has had way too many shots of gin. Hey, it's a confidence booster. Now, anyway... <laughs> Um, so, Cold Phelps was stationed in Japan during World War II. This'll... Fuck. Okay, we're going to delete all this. No, we're not. We're keep going. Fuck it. Let's okay, go. Fuck it. Let's go. So, Cold Phelps is uh, a general in the Japanese front of the Second World War. Well, he's the... not really... He's just more like an officer, you know? Okay, okay. he's like a lower company. rank. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So... A lot of this story features flashbacks to the Second World War, and it's basically about Cole Phelps basically coming to grips with what happened back during the Second World War, trying to make amends for past sins, and trying to, in essence, I think, trying to save his soul or make amends or atone for past sins, basically. I mean, you can only say atone for your sins like 27 times, but yeah, he pretty much led to the death of his entire company. He killed a whole village. And he got awarded a medal for that, so that's nice, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. Good stuff, good stuff. That's a nice little compensatory prize. Really a hallmark moment. <laughs> hey, Cole Phelps, you were a coward on top of the hill, but you also survived, and you're the last one standing, so we gotta give a medal. We gotta give this medal to somebody. <laughs> and since you're an officer, it makes you look good, too. Have a pat on the back. Woo! As you can tell, I just patted Jimmy on his penis. What? What? <laughs> Stranger danger. Bad touch, bad touch. No. After World War II, Cole Phelps makes it back to L.A. The City of Angels. To become his ultimate atonement, a police officer. The city she loves him, together they cry. The fuck? I just quoted Red Hot Chili Peppers. <laughs> wow. <laughs> okay, so... One of the main themes of this move, movie. I mean, it is almost a cinematic It experience. is basically a movie, almost. But one of the main themes of this game, I feel, is guilt and coming to terms with your past. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, Cole Phelps, let's be honest here, is a very damaged and traumatized individual. He is a flawed human being. Only the best ways a 1948 detective could be. 47. But yes. 19, late 40s. He so, is the film noir of the modern age. And this is one cool thing about that I like about Rockstar is their attention to detail. Like, with Red Dead Redemption, 
you feel like you're in the Old West. With L.A. Noir, you really do get a sense that you're in L.A. at the time of Hollywood's golden age in the 1940s with all the cool cars, all the glamour, all the old Hollywood stars. It's it's really quite done well, you know? That just leads to the next big thing. Rockstar didn't make this game. It was another company. It was like another studio. Yes. It was Team Bondi, who also, this is their only first and only game, so hats off to them for making one thing right. Would you care to go into specifics as to why this was their first and only game? You can't really go into specifics about it being a long 40-minute story of its own. So, short story aside, bad management, toxic work environment, and so much crunch you couldn't even believe. We're talking about one guy had to develop the animations for every walking person on screen. That's why you tell them they were a little stiff, you know? A little bit, yeah, yeah. Mm. But no, we had to pay money for all these TV actors and actresses to come on, do a voice cap, and do their lines. And motion capture. That's why you'd have to cast from Madman on this game. One big thing about this game is the interrogation mode. And while we're getting into that, they used motion capture for this game, which was one of the earlier games to use motion capture, I believe. I think it was the first one to do this effectively. Yes. And... It mainly had to do with the interrogation of certain characters in the game, and they would use motion captures, motion capture on the voice actors. And uh, based on the based on the person you're interrogating's body language, you could decipher whether or not they were lying or telling the truth, and that's how you would interrogate them. Which would lead to some fun moments where you tell somebody some shocking news, and they're like, oh, "Look around." Eyes left, right, eyes left, right. <gasps> I accuse you. It's not even accuse. You press X to doubt anything you know. You go straight to bad cop mode. Pretty much. And Cole Phelps had zero chill in the yellow in the interrogation room. Pretty much. The only thing this game taught me was how bad I am at interrogating people, because I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I had to go online and cheat to beat the interrogations because I, I, I could never tell if someone was telling the truth or lying. Hey, you're not alone. I had to do that too. <laughs> I can only spend so many times interrogating the same person, Jimmy. And then when you get it wrong, the game likes to antagonize you and go, You idiot, how'd you not know that that person was lying? Cole Phillips, my boy, you fucked up this interrogation. Why are you pouring out another gin? Because reasons. Jimmy. It's only a half. That was four halves. I'm fine. I know what I'm doing. It's the 1940s. Everyone drinks. I swear to God, everyone drinks this game. Pretty much. Everyone's an alcoholic. Everyone's an adulterist. Hey, no. Only Cole Phillips was an adultery. That's why it was so shocking for him to do it. Yes. It made the news. Oh, don't mind that drug bust. Cole Phelps, detective on the case, cheated on his wife. Not just that, with a German jazz singer. He's going to hell for sure. Because, you know, this was late 40s. Oh, yeah. Germany was still considered the enemy. The whole Nazi thing was still kind of a sore spot with everybody. So next thing you know, they're calling him for treason. He's a traitor to his country. Doesn't he get demoted? He got sent to arson. Yeah. 
We went from the glory of homicide and vice to arson. Now, while we're on the subject, I think one good thing that they got right about this game is the setting. They actually took old aerial photographs of L.A. to map out this map for us in L.A. Noir. It's very true to the original. Like, you see landmarks like uh, Los Angeles City Hall, the Hollywood Land sign. It's all there. You got the public library. You got the art museum. You got eight square miles between Central and Hollywood. And it's pretty much a nice one-to-one scale. And one cool thing that Rockstar did with this game that they didn't do in GTA is they actually licensed real vehicles from the time period. Like, you'll drive real Cadillacs, real Oldsmobiles. They're not cars based on cars. They're the actual car, which really puts you in the time period and adds to the authenticity of the game. Oh, yeah, where the max speed is 80 miles an hour and it takes fucking forever just to get to your next location. Hey, we've, we've done this before. We've done uh, Mafia 1 and 2. We've dealt with slow vehicles before, but I feel like this version and this world is a lot more authentic and a lot more real. The thing about the Mafia games is, though, that map is condensed. Mm-hmm. Every block doesn't feel like a mile away. Yes, yes. It is very... It takes a long time to... to, to, to <laughs> it takes a long time to, to reverse this map. I'm just over here driving away. Is like, I could either drive the rest of the way or ask my partner to drive and just skip this entire thing. Which usually we chose the latter. It was faster. It was efficient. And that's why there's a literally a three hour and 56 minute speed run of this game. Which is ridiculous. I mean, I like details. I like spending time in the game, getting immersed in the world. I can't imagine finishing this game in under four hours. I like to spend my time in the world and kind of immerse myself. If you're if you're beating this game within four hours, then you're just literally cutting through every cutscene and just playing through as fast as you possibly can. I mean, that's the point of a speedrun, but yeah. For, for us normal people, mm-hmm. we're looking at least 20 hours here. Yes, yes. I, for one, if I'm going to spend the money on this game, which, I mean, today it's an old game. You can buy it for cheap. But... If I'm going to fork over 20 to 60 bucks for a game, I want to enjoy it. I don't want to just blast through it in four hours, you know? And I think that's where the interrogations came in, because you'd be hitting good cop, bad cop, and the cues almost every time. Pretty much. And the the attention to detail is what I really give Rockstar kudos for, because they did this in L- uh, not Eleanor. They did this in uh, Red Dead Redemption 2. It really brings you into the time period. Like, you feel like you're in 1940s Los Angeles. This is the golden age of Hollywood. You've got lots of stars and starlets. You've got uh, you've got corruption in the police force. You're dealing with the aftermath of World War II. It's, it's a really interesting period, and I think they did a really good job telling the story. You could tell, even in the radio, it sounds like songs you'd hear, but then you hear the advertisements. And here's more attention to detail. If you listen to the newsreels, you can actually listen to then-President Harry Truman give speeches based on what's going on in the Korean War and whatnot at the time. Oh, really? I actually, no idea. actually flubbed that. The Korean War went until 1950. But you can actually hear, you can hear, you can hear the president give speeches, and it's Harry Truman who was president at the time. Okay, that's fair. Yeah. Sorry, I got confused with the Mafia 2. But he is in this game as well. So this game came out 
May 17th, 2011, for the PS3, the Xbox 360. Mm-hmm. The PS3 had a couple of extra cases on there. Really? Yeah. What was extra? You know, like a couple more traffic cases, like another vice case. You know, just a couple modern, minor things. Another thing that I like about this game is how it ties in actual historical events into the game. Like, one of the cases you uh, are sent to check out is very similar to the Black Dahlia case of 1947. Scratch that. Backs up. You're in traffic, and you hear it on the news about the Black Dahlia murder itself. Yes. Then you get promoted to homicide six months later. Hey, guess who's back and who's murdering women? The same killer from the Black Dahlia. Your entire time on homicide is pretty much hunting down the Black Dahlia killer. Yes, and that's one thing that I think this game gets right, is they tie in historical figures into an otherwise fictional story. For instance, towards the end of the game, you actually have to investigate uh, the hangar where the, uh, the Spruce Goose is located. Which is the plane famously piloted by Howard Hughes, which he designed for World War II, but didn't actually take flight until 1947. And he also hated the name Spruce Goose. Yes, they touched upon that in the game. Yeah. It's actually the H4 Hercules. But Lord forgive you, if you call the Spruce Goose, you might get shot. Pretty much. Yeah. So, next, Phelps finds himself in Vice. Tell us about that. Vice? You mean the one where he's hunting down the morphine that his former marine unit was like, hey, we're just going to sell this on the street and make some money. Pretty much. Throughout the game, you find these newspapers. They tell the side story of Dr. Fontaine and your old pal Courtney. Who turns out to be the main antagonist of the game. I mean, kinda. He's one of the big factors behind it. I'd call him a main antagonist. I mean, he's a, he's responsible for all those drugs getting on the street. And he is partially responsible for the main corruption at the end. Exactly. He may die before... Spoiler alert. He may die before the end of the game, but he's the one that sets the wheels in motion that bring the story to its conclusion. Which, spoilers, your main character also dies. Yes. Unfortunate. But <laughs> Phelps does not make it to the end of the game. But that's okay. His friend Jack Kelso, or... His enemy, or... Frenemy. Yeah. His classic frenemy, Jack Kelso, also survives. Mm-hmm. It's such a weird scene when you go to the funeral of Cole Phelps, and you see the vice detective... That couldn't... That hated Phelps's guts, basically. Who also sold him out to the newspaper. Say nice things about him at the funeral. And he's just like, Hmm, I'm seeing you with my side eyes over here. As you shake your hands with the new mayor, he's not going to get in trouble for any of this corruption, is he? Not at all. It paints a really vivid picture of what went on in L.A. around the time. Like, this probably isn't... I mean, this is fiction, but this is probably not far from what the truth was back in the day, you know? Yeah, you had money talks. Bullshit walks. (laughs) (laughs) Now, um... How would you say this game holds up today? This is a decade on. We're in 2022. It's over 10 years old. Is there replayability with this game? I mean, the only replayability is just playing these interrogations over and over again. Pretty much, but I'd say the story still holds up today. If you have never picked up this game before and never played it, I'd say it's worth picking up. 
Or if you want a condensed version, you just watch the movie it's based on, L.A. Confidential. Yeah, pretty much. But, if you want to experience it and actually drive the cool cars, play the game. Speaking of cool cars, what about that Phantom? Oh, yeah. Throughout the map, there are several hidden vehicles. I don't know what that was. Throughout the map, there are several hidden vehicles that you can explore and find uh, all throughout the city. Yeah, I mean, one of them literally looks like a Batmobile prototype. Pretty much, from 1938. One of them was, had full wood paneling, too. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> there, the cool thing about this game is the attention to detail, and these are actual vehicles from the period. They're not based off of real vehicles like in GTA. These are real vehicles from the time period. I'm over here just driving around in what looks like a PT Cruiser, but it turns out... It's just a fucking Chevrolet Express prototype. It's a civilian van. Pretty much. Cool stuff. <laughs> I'm like, when did these get so... When did these cars go from this basic-ass PT Cruiser van to a boxy uh, free candy van? That would be the 1950s. Uh, or, the 1940s were an interesting time for car design because you gotta think... From 1942 until 1945, they suspended all civilian car sales. Ford Motor Company, GM, Chrysler, they were all making vehicles for the war effort during the war. They didn't start making cars again until 1946, 1947. So you've got a lot of cool stuff on here that you can actually drive. Yeah. One of the weirdest cars, though, was a car with only three wheels. I can't even remember what that one's called. Neither do I, but I remember just like... Cool car, though. Uh. <laughs> now, having... We can only thank all these variety of cars, though, because Team Bondi was able to get access to Jay Leno's personal collection of cars. Thank you, Jay Leno. <laughs> There's not a lot of stuff I can say thank you, Jay Leno, for, but this is one of them. Yes. Now, how would you say this game stacks up as far as Rocksteady's legacy goes? Like, as far as, like, Red Dead Redemption, GTA... How would you say this game stacks up as opposed to those games, and is it worth playing again in 2022? Listen, this is a weird game to recommend, because this isn't your average game. Mm -hmm. This is more of a, you wander around a crime scene trying to find random items, putting them together, slapping another person in the face with accusations. And then you're just like, I know what happened here. You like the fuck little boys, don't you? Pretty much. I mean, there's some really cringe moments in this game. Now, that being said, I gotta say that this game, as opposed to, like, uh, Red Dead Redemption or GTA, very much fits in the time period. Like, you, I feel like you have to really like noir and 1940s, 50s stuff to enjoy this game, whereas L.A. Noir or GTA, you can pretty much pick up and just enjoy. You mean Red Dead? Yes, what did I say? L.A. Fuck. <laughs> you know what he's trying to say. Yes. Yeah. But, um, that being said, though, I really like the attention to detail in this game as far as the time period. It really makes you feel like you're in L.A. during the 40s. Um, it's just really well polished. The car mechanics are incredible. Um, this is before cars had seatbelts, airbags, crumple zones. If you get in a wreck in these cars, 
like the hood falls off, the bumper falls off. You like you're pretty much messed up when you get in a wreck in this game. If you hit another car going full speed, you're gonna set their other car's engine on fire. Pretty much, yeah. <laughs> I've seen Jimmy drive. He did it. Hey, to be fair, alcohol was involved. Hey, are you a drunk driver? Hey, everyone was back then. <laughs> <laughs> this game was successful in its time. It sold about 7.5 million units. Definitely worth checking out today. I wouldn't say it's the best game in the world, but if you want to enjoy... If you're a history buff like I am and you want to see what life was like about 80 years ago, see what it was like in the 1940s during Hollywood's golden age, it doesn't get much better than this. Well, you can find it really cheap as well. You can find it on the PS3, Xbox 360 if you still have those for less than $5. Also, having said that, we did cover Mafia 1 and 2, which is also around the same time period, but I'll say this. This game is a lot less glitchy than Mafia 1 and 2, especially Mafia 2. If you want to enjoy the 1940s, 1950s without all the glitches and all the headaches, check out L.A. Noir. It's a lot more polished, a lot less headaches. You can actually get through the game without dealing with glitches and all kinds of texture tears and pop-ups and random shit happening to you. Well, that's what happens when you have an American team versus a Polish team, or... Pretty much. Money! Or the fact that we didn't even cover Mafia 1. We just covered a definitive edition, but made by Hangar 13. Exactly. So we don't even know what Mafia 1's like. Oh, yeah. But we will be doing Mafia 3 here in the future, so we'll get to you on that. But, back to L.A. Noir. You can also find us on the PS4 and the X-Bone. The X-Bone. For literally less than 20 bucks. That being said, do you recommend this, Chase? I saw we just went over this, but yeah. I recommend it as well. Not going to be a life-changing game, but it's worth taking a look at. Listen, if you want to watch a 20-hour film noir movie-esque type, this is probably the best bet you're going to get. Pretty much. Like, if they did a full-on serial of each different case mode, you'd have one season for traffic, arson, vice, and homicide. Mm Mm-hmm. I would watch that TV show. This is basically Miami Vice, but the 1940s edition. (laughs) And it's set in LA instead of Miami. But the thing is, though, we don't really know much about Cole Phelps. And instead of cocaine, it's morphine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And also accusing everyone of everything. Yeah. Do you have any closing statements, Chase? All I can think of is, like, towards the last end of the game, you're playing as Jack Kelso. Mm-hmm. You walk into your former boss's apartment. He's wearing a nice little silk robe. You start inspecting his apartment to find his bedroom. Inside's a little girl. He asks, How old are you, princess? Sixteen? How old are you really, princess? Thirteen? I'll be almost 13. And you're just like, as you realize your former boss was a pedophile. Pretty much. (laughs) And even the little girl on the bed describes it as him just laying there and grunting. And you're just like, I need... I I need an adult. I need to throw up now. (laughs) You cannot kill this guy fast enough. Pretty much. 
You can't even kill this guy. He just walks away. Mm-hmm. So that being this said... This game is too real for its own good. Pretty much. Like, you leave feeling worse about humanity than when you went going in. Pretty much. <laughs> if anything, you're happy that most of the characters are dead by now. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> this game is too real for its own good. Yes. It'll so, make you transport yourself back to 1948. 47. It'll make you transport <laughs> back to the late 40s. We're going to wish you never went there in the first place at the end. You're going to be thankful that we have rock and roll and birth control. You're going to be thankful that we have cell phones now. Yes. Because you have to go to a telephone game wall at every corner of every block just to get updates on your case. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, hey, I should call in and find out if anyone has a message for me. Hey, Cole Phelps, get down to the morgue. We have something. What happened? I called him. That message was 12 hours ago. I'm dead. Shit. Whoops. <laughs> well, until next time, shall we tell them what we have planned for the pipeline in the future? No. No? Okay. We're just going to leave you in the dark. This is Jimmy. Listen. You can find us wherever you d- download podcasts. You can find us on social media, almost anywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can also find our merchandise on Threadless. If you want to check it out, we'll be getting more stuff up there soon. Very soon. Please rate and review us wherever you rate and review podcasts. It really help us out. Extremely. Hell, just tell us how cringy you can find Jimmy's voice sometimes. They're not going to find that out until we do the... Uh... The karaoke karaoke episode we got going. (laughs) Uh, Until next time, I'm Jimmy. I'm Chase. And we are the Playcube Gamecast. Stay tuned. Goodbye. Bye.